This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, January 18th. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Galley. Here's today's State of Lines. DPR hearing today on 1-3-D. Biden to tour California storm damage. USDA targets organic fraud and dairy processors gearing up. Activists to protest at DPR hearing today. The Department of Pesticide Regulation is holding a hearing today to gather public input on a new draft regulation for the fumigate 13D known as Stellone. Californians for pesticide reform criticized the department for not incorporating stricter mitigation measures for protecting farm workers. The group Safe Ag Safe Schools, meanwhile, organizing a protest outside DPR's headquarters during the hearing. That meeting will take place at Cal EPA headquarters in Sacramento, 930. Growers can also submit comments via Zoom. Biden to tour Central Coast. President Biden will travel to California Thursday and visit areas devastated by winter storms. The White House reported Monday that President plans to visit the Central Coast and meet with state and local officials to survey recovery efforts and coordinate federal support. Keep in mind, Monterey County Farm Bureau Executive Director Norm Groot explained to AgriPulse that about 20,000 acres of farmland are flooded or have standing water that due to the Salinas River overtopping its banks. He expects to see up to $50 million in damages to crops and farm infrastructure. Farm groups bemoan pumping restrictions. Western Growers President and CEO Dave Puglia bashed the Newsom administration in an op-ed yesterday over Delta pumping rules. He agreed with Representative Jim Costa that the 2019 biological opinions would provide the flexibility and authority to pump at full capacity. But an interim operations plan the governor drafted in partnership with the Biden administration halted the Trump-era plan while federal agencies draft a new operating plan. Meanwhile, California Farm Bureau Administrator Jim Houston had a more colorful assessment. He said, quote, it's like winning the lottery and blowing it all in Vegas. He told the Mercury News, you have nothing to show for it at the end of the day. You can read more about flood impacts in Delta pumping and the new AgriPulse West newsletter. It's coming up later this morning. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Robo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision, Robo AgriFinance. Good morning and welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. House Ag adds 12 Republicans. Twelve House Republicans were added to the Ag Committee on Monday, that including Oklahoma Representative Frank Lucas, who chaired the panel during the development of the 2014 Farm Bill. 
The new members selected by the House Republican Steering Committee include two representatives from New York, Nick Langworthy and Mark Molinaro, and two from Texas, Ronnie Jackson and Monica De La Cruz. Other new members, John Rose of Tennessee, Mark Alford of Missouri, Lori Chavez de Remmer of Oregon, John Duarte of California, Max Miller of Ohio, Zach Nunn of Iowa, and Derek Van Orden on, of Wisconsin. The new members will join 15 returning Republicans, led by House Agriculture Committee Chairman Glenn Thompson of Pennsylvania. Democrats are yet to name their committee roster. You can read a full report at agripulse.com. USDA tightening organic enforcement. The Department of Agriculture is announcing a final rule today for strengthening enforcement of organic standards. The Trump administration released a proposal in 2020 to better deter and detect fraud and to improve traceability from farm to market. Among other things, the proposal called for reducing the types of uncertified entities that operate without USDA oversight, including importers, brokers, and traders. Georgia ports see record year in 2022. Georgia ports had a record-breaking year last year after moving 5.9 million 20-foot containers, a 5% increase over activity the year before. Expansions at the Port of Savannah, a major hub for U.S. ag exports like poultry and nuts, will continue through 2023. Capacity is expected to rise to 7.5 million containers by the end of the year and then to as much as 9 million by 2025, that according to the Georgia Port Authority. Dairy processors gear up for policy debate. Things beginning to heat up in the dairy sector ahead of the debate over the farm bill and the possibility that USDA will get involved in reforming milk pricing regulations. The International Dairy Foods Association has hired a chief economist, Mike Brown. He was director of the dairy supply chain for the Kroger Company and a trio of consultants that include former House Agriculture Committee Chair Colin Peterson. The other two consultants, Chip English and Stephen Rosenbaum, have expertise with the federal milk marketing order system. Why it matters? Well, the industry remains divided over what to do about the pricing rules. But milk producers are pushing to undo a key reform that was a part of the 2018 Farm Bill. Processors may seek to increase the make allowance that helps determine their share of dairy revenue. The changes could be carried out through USDA's hearing process or through the Farm Bill if lawmakers want to get involved. With discussions underway related to Farm Bill safety net programs and federal order reform, we felt it necessary to expand our experience should we need deeper experience in these areas, said IDFA spokesman Matt Herrick. The National Milk Producers Federation hasn't filed its reform proposal, but is targeting the USDA's hearing process rather than the Farm Bill. Well, don't miss this week's AgriPulse newsletter for a look at the makeup of the key House Ag Committee, the new Congress. Several new chairs have ag backgrounds or represent farm districts. 
News on WOTUS. Well, the next waters of the U.S. rule is being published in today's Federal Register and will go into effect March 20. Still to come in the weeks ahead or months is the Supreme Court decision on the Sackett case, which could contain language that would force EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers to respond with regulatory guidance. U.S. and E.U. finalize post-Brexit ag TRQs. The U.S. and European Union have finalized the levels of agriculture tariff rate quotas that needed to be altered after the U.K. exited the political and economic union that now includes 27 nations. The E.U. has been operating from a provisional estimate of what those tariff levels should be since the U.K. departed in 2020. Those TRQs were originally agreed to after the founding of the World Trade Organization in 1995. But they had to be reduced to reflect the fact that the U.K. is no longer importing goods under the block. For example, the U.S. and E.U. agreed that European quota for U.S. wheat should be lowered by 57 metric tons to account for the U.K. absence. Since rice farmers got a small boost from the New Deal, uh, while the E.U. quota was reduced because of Brexit, the new agreement raises the Europeans' quotas by 8,000 tons over the provisional level that was set in 2020. Well, here's today's He Said It. We wish we had closed the gate before the cows got out. That Paul Winger, former California Farm Bureau president and Modesto farmer, in an email to AgriPulse. Wagner lamented that, quote, even when God gives us rain and snow, California is still prone to drought because it lacks the storage infrastructure to capture excess flood water. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, January 18th, brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Galley.